We told you about Gaia Provides a couple months ago. Gaia Provides is back. They are a holistic small batch company crafting quality, lab-tested, hemp-based health and wellness products for pets. Kaplan, you've been giving it to Pancakes, Kaplan. Pancakes the dog over the last (laughs) few months. How's she doing? Yeah, she loves these. Uh, I give her the beef liver flavor, the ones for small dogs. Um, And I give her a half a treat in the morning, a half a treat at night, and she loves them. They're delicious. She always barks for them. Uh, She's a, she's a, you know, my dog's a little dog. She's a mental patient, I like to say. She's a lovable mental patient. So she's always, she's always uh, stressed out, neurotic, just like me about something. But these, these make her chill. They calm her down. Uh, She does, obviously, you know, she's in a wheelchair. She has a lot of uh, discomfort uh, naturally. And these definitely help. Uh, I definitely see, a, you know, she's has a high quality of life because of uh, we take good care of her over here. And these are a key part of our daily routine. So we love guy provides over here in the Kaplan household. And all these products cap are THC free. They do not have THC, which makes them safe for your pets. And I know pancakes is always scared. Of all those fireworks you have in Long Island City, Queens, right there on the East River. They're shooting them off all the time. How's she doing with the fireworks once she yeah. takes this guy it provides? Yeah, when I used to be, I used to dread fireworks. I used to dread loud noises and thunderstorms. Um, but now I just enjoy them because when I give them to the pancakes, this makes it, like I said earlier, it makes her calm, makes her cool, makes her collected, makes her just sit there and enjoy life. So these. Look at that. Uh, I love they you have can enjoy drops. fireworks again. You can enjoy America again. You can enjoy <laughs> freedom again with Gaia provides everybody check out Gaia provides and use our promo code lost L O S T for a great deal. That is www.gaiaprovides.com. And, and then just so you know, they also have on top of the treats, they have these little drops you could put in the food. So if you, you know, if you want to, you can get if they don't like the treat for whatever reason, these drops are also delicious. So guy provides at Parker. Our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place by working more efficiently, by using more sustainable practices, by developing better technologies. We keep moving forward with each new idea, innovation and partnership. We're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day to find out more. Visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success. You're listening to the world's smartest podcast network. When I go to Sacramento, I will pump up Sacramento. Sacramento. Some say the news is fake. Others say it's real. These two don't have the time to check. Instead, Turner Sparks and Michael Ira Kaplan turn to comics stationed around the globe to be their eyewitness reporters so that you can know what's really going on. This is Lost in America. All right, everybody, welcome to Lost in America, episode 261 from the Friars Club in New York City on location. My name's Turner Sparks. I'm Friar Kaplan. You can find me at turnersparks.com. You can find all my tour dates there. I have, I think, 10 or 15 up for this year and more going up every single day. And March 11th, I will be at the Friars Club in New York City. Go to turnersparks.com to get tickets or check the notes to this episode. Cap in America, Cap with a K, is where you can find me on Twitter, on Instagram. Is it all, a Friendster, MySpace, and all social media. On Peloton. He's still on Friendster, <laughs> ladies. So and come gentlemen. follow me. I need more followers. Please follow me. And then, uh, yeah, I don't know. What else? What's, what's on the show today? What do we got? Great. Who's our guest? Professional <laughs> podcaster, Michael Ira Kaplan. I'm not used to seeing you. We're in person, we should say. I'm not used yeah, to being in person with I you. I don't know. <laughs> I'm, used to, I'm used to staring at you across the screen on a computer. So I can blame yes. the Wi-Fi. I can't blame the Wi-Fi right Today now. Today we're doing the round table. We have the oh, whole pod it. here. We got Heaton. All the brains. We got Dr. Andrea Jones, Roy, Professor Andrew Heaton, everybody out. And, and then we're going to let the news develop. Russia hasn't attacked Ukraine yet, so that's on. That might happen. We don't know or where Germany's going to land, where they're going to land on all this. So we, we decided this week there's so Slow much. Slow news week. 
It's not slow. It's, it's the calm state. before the storm. Oh, yes. There's so many news stories worldwide that are about to happen. We yeah. said, let's do a round table with the brains this week the, from the World's Smartest Podcast the, Network. And then next week, once those things happen, we'll be the back. the Canadian the truckers invade America next week or once. We're we, not doing a Canadian <laughs> truckers or episode. Once the, uh, I don't care who wants a vax or who doesn't. That's not interesting well, news anymore to me. Once the uh, Germans decide which side they're on in this conflict. Now or we're talking. The, yes. What Once else is going? they decide who killed the Haitian prime minister, <laughs> Once they solve that get mystery solved this week. Yes, and uh, maybe there'll be peace in the Middle East next week. We don't know. Who so knows? If you want to hear this though, three extra times a week, and I know you do, just yeah. me and Kaplan doing our half hour full throttle comedy podcast live from the bunker. Go to patreon.com slash lost in America to subscribe for $5 a month. You get an extra show three times a week for $10 a month. You get a number one in Armenia lost in America t-shirt for $20 a month. You get your own advertisement on this show. And if you want to just Venmo us money, that's we've learned that from one of our uh, world's smartest brains. Really Andrew Heaton is the best brain because he gave us this idea. He said, it's not a, everyone likes Patreon. Yeah, Some to people send money. don't want to listen to you. They just want to give you money. So if you want to do that, at Turner-Sparks <laughs> on Venmo. Yeah, or Kaplan44. And I'll cut your PayPal? Because outside of America, they don't use Venmo. What's our... Uh, What's my Kaplan M15. I'm giving out my Gmail address. Now. Is that, <laughs> that Gmail? Is? I, have a, I have a PayPal. Make sure to say it's for friends and family, though, so you don't get charged. I don't want any fees. Don't give yes. me any fees. You give us money. <laughs> <laughs> Send us money without Blue fees money. getting cut out. What is and, yours, Kaplan? Kaplan M15 at Gmail. So there Kaplan you go. M15 at Gmail but, on PayPal or at Turner Dash Sparks yeah. on Venmo. And if you do want to subscribe to the Patreon, this this week there was a, a giant bust in my, my building, in my apartment building. Where a the drug bust. The 108 came in, the local police department. They found multiple weapons in an apartment. I'm going to be giving all the details and saying goodbye to a longtime character. Oh, we have <laughs> this someone week. leaving the show. Someone's getting killed off. Someone's this week. well, they might be either or in jail. We're I don't know if we clink. can have <laughs> going to clink. So That's tune it, in Cap. this week. All right. So everybody, um, point is give us money. Come to my show on March 11th at the Friars Club. <laughs> Follow Kaplan on social media. And now let's get to the world's smartest Some of the brains. brains. <laughs> All right, we're here inside the Friars Club. What's up, everybody? How's hey, it going? Hello. What's up? How's hello, Friars Club. This is an in-person it's, podcast. It's beautiful Great. here. I can see all of your eyes. We're in this great room. Yeah. It's fantastic. Keaton is in New York City. Mm-hmm. That's right. Wearing um, <laughs> what kind of a jacket is that? Leather? It's like formal cowboy. Yes. He's a, that I'm dressed the, yeah. He's like at the country club. He's like, like yeah. the bad boy. You, you went on a date. Cowboy the, black tie. Yeah, yeah, cowboy black tie. The but, belt, but, but, I have but to there's, say. Thank you. The belt, like, it's it's a stunning belt. Very much like kind of Santa Fe looking belt. But this is part of my plan, see, because when I, when I used to visit New York as a tourist, I was amazed at how nice everybody was. Then I moved here, and all of you decided to be assholes. Right. Yes. Like, the second I moved here, the mayor sent out a message with my photo in it and be a dick to me. And now I'm coming back, so I'm intentionally playing up the Texas thing so that people will be nice to me. And so far, hard neutral. I'll take it. But okay. your Texas look, is it's a very Austin, Texas. Yes. Which is similar to a Santa Fe, New Mexico. Yes, that's right. true. Meaning it's not like cowboy. Bro- Brooklyn plus cowboy. Urban yes. cowboy. Yes. Yeah. It's which urban Which is basically cowboy. what I am. Yeah. Yes. yeah. We could do a game show with like actual Texas people. See if you could pick him out. Like, is he yeah. living in New York or Brooklyn? Or that's, Texas or Brooklyn? Right. <laughs> yeah, it's very similar. Recently moved to yeah. Austin from Brooklyn. Right. So before we get into this, let's all get our plugs out of the way. Let's do it. I am recording right here at the Friars Club on March 11th, my next comedy album. Kaplan will be there. Dr. Andrea Jones Roy will be there. That's right. Um, I, I believe Brian Sack, my friend, and a yeah, he's coming. Times uh, a guest on my show is going to be there. So even if you don't want to hear my comedy, come just to see these megastars. <laughs> come, mega to the, come to the crowd. Yeah, yeah. yeah star-studded audience. Star-studded audience. We should do a red carpet. And God, a step and a repeat idea. to enter. Yeah. <laughs> and we need Turner Sparks and World Smartest Podcast if, Network. We need yeah. someone to interview us on the carpet, though. Who's going to be that person? Oh, that's a good idea. Well, have... Teddy Kaplan. We'll get your kids. How, how much would it cost for you all to chip in and get a limo? Because I think that'd be a fun evening. And just have it parked around the just corner, driving around. You all, you all get to take turns making out in it. It's a good idea. <laughs> making out with any of you people. <laughs> no, you you do it with your significant other. We're out for that make out period. Yeah, all right. Anyway, She's March 11th, yeah. uh, right? 7 p.m., 9 p.m. Go to turnersparks.com, excuse me, to get tickets. Um, and that's it. And we're, and Kaplan and I host uh, Lost in America. Thank you. Last time Heaton put this show out, we got a ton of new listeners. So. Yes. 
Heat and Heads, Roy Boys, they all joined. They all joined us. So now uh, uh, we need more of you. Because um, <laughs> we need more advertising the dollars. The key is to not sound desperate. Lost yeah. in America. What was the, what did we put out last week? We've been talking about Ukraine. We've had comedians based in Ukraine on the show. And we're talking about China. We oh, talk, yeah. We had a guy in Beijing. Was Tony, about, Tony we, Cho in Beijing last week. All right. Yeah. I think I said this on Twitter, but I mean it. I get more news from YouTube than I do from the actual news. The yes. Main, the lamestream media has yeah. nothing on us. Nothing. Yeah, yeah. And they copy us. We'll do a story. We did a story on Bosnia a few weeks ago, and then I'll see in The Economist three weeks later. It's like, Bosnia is crumbling. And yeah. it's like, yeah. When, we, when WSPN sneezes, The Economist catches a cold. <laughs> yeah. The whole exactly. world waits for us to pod. Yeah. And then the yeah. news. We yeah. broke the Ukraine story months ago. We broke it. And yeah. you did it in December. <laughs> yeah, in December. That Russia was attacked. I heard you gave Putin the idea. Yeah. <laughs> we gave listen. We yeah. told him to attack in the winter. We we broke that news months ago. We said, yeah. wait till February. You got a home field advantage. You know how to fight in the snow. That's and right. Putin, if you're listening for $5 a month, be our Patreon subscriber and we will be on your, so we'll be your lackey. Yeah. Yes. We will promote all of your strategic games. Yeah. We, NATO, whatever you want to say about NATO, we'll say it. So. If you ever get Putin as a guest on the show, I think we should invite him to a round table. Done. All right, great. He's got to do it shirtless. All right, yeah. fine. Fine. And then I'm in. We, we will do yeah. a topless authoritarian <laughs> episode where all of us, all of us don't wear shirts and we Our all pick bears. animals to fight. Yeah. Uh, it would maybe go in submarine. We'll do it in a submarine. It'd yeah. be a good episode. It'd make yeah. for a good podcast. Heaton, go ahead. Or Andrea, go ahead. Yeah. All right. I'll plug. I have a show on March 1st at Caveat in New York City. It's in the Lower East Side. Uh, and it's called the Data Science Spectacular. Mm. And it's... Uh, an academic lecture, comedy show, and circus performance all in one to demystify what data science is and talk about how everyone can and should get involved. And you can come in person, which would be awesome, but you can also join via live stream, uh, caveat.nyc and for tickets. And also the link is in all my social bios at Jones Roy. And I, I have been to your live shows before. They are delightful. Well, thank They're you very absolutely much. Wonderful. Oh, yeah, me too. Yeah, thank That's you very much. Caveat. There we go. Yeah, But yeah. the last one didn't have circus in it, I don't think. It, no, the one, the one that saw. you saw didn't. Yeah. yeah, yeah, we've added that since as I get more desperate. So can you demystify kids. circus? <laughs> I should. You're demystifying data science. I should. Circus is what? Circus is, so that's like the trapeze and fire and I'm, I'm trying to get them to let me set the theater on fire. Are you going to do all that? Torture some I'm gonna animals. I'm going to do trapeze and, wow. uh, and a, a lira, which is an aerial hoop, but I'm waiting for permission on the fire. And stand and comedy. <laughs> and comedy, yeah. I just want to see how this. You really get banged in the house down. I'm, I'm going <laughs> to die. I'm yeah. like wildly out of shape because the problem is you do a circus act for three minutes and then you like can't breathe for ten minutes and that's when I have planned like to speak. So I got to figure it out. I'll bring a fire extinguisher. Stunt double. Couldn't you? That's great idea. You don't have like body so, certain musicians will like just dub. Could you do that? I'm not if I might do that. Yeah, yeah. just ha have it play and then it'll be slightly out of sync. But people you'll will be talking. Your mouth. You move your mouth. Dub my own stand-up comedy. Your previous. Yeah. Yeah, so come to see me figure out uh, how to do that. March 1st. Uh, yeah, March 1st. I've got no dates to plug. I have quit being funny publicly. Wow. Uh, maybe, maybe someday again I will be public funny. At, at the moment, I'm not. However, I do host The Political Orphanage and encourage people listening on your shows to come check out The Political Orphanage. I did a bunch of fun episodes recently. Uh, I did a special on psychedelics. Uh, I had on uh, my friend Sarah Siskin, who I think you're friends uh -huh, with as well. Sarah's great. Uh, who's, who's very, very funny and an expert on psychedelics. And then I had on Ayla, who is a... Uh, public intellectual and very high-end escort and cam girl who did LSD every week for about a year to talk to me about that experience. Nice. And then uh, prior to that, I did um, much, much less uh, um, sex and drugs related. <laughs> I had a two-part special on homelessness, on the causes of and solutions to it that, that I put a lot of research into. Are the solutions into. sex and drugs? They, yes, exactly. I was going to say, don't sell the homeless. Do yeah. LSD every, every day. The homeless people I know. She's not homeless. She's yeah. doing very well. So ergo, the math is you have to do LSD every week for a year. That would, that would cure all homelessness. Yes. Yeah. Andrew, oh. plug your show. Yeah, I just realized I have a podcast called Majoring in Everything. I'm, I feel like yeah, I need to look at me. you all. Like, I didn't realize that. Thank yeah. you. Podcast called Majoring in Everything. And it's for people who do lots of seemingly unrelated things. Mm -hmm. Uh and so Heaton's been on the show and I'm slowly collecting. Yeah. She's trying to figure out a reason to have us on early. Waiting on my invite. <laughs> yeah, all right. We're coming. Right. Sweeps week. You're Bring coming us, in season Hold two. us for sweeps. Yeah. yeah. Season two. But Lost yeah. Americans, head on over and check out both these podcasts. Yes. If you haven't already. All right. We're in the middle of the Olympics here, guys. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, football season's over. We're now, only so now. Eight, no, eight minutes into this episode. Let's start it out. Um, all right. So I'm going to go for it. The Olympics are happening and um it's been fun with this when this comes out but 
they're, they're still happening. happening for our show. Yeah. Yeah. Um, there, it, it come, there, a question comes up every year, every four years or two years or however often they do this, that is it worth it? It's four. Is it worth it for these countries to do, to do the Olympics? Now, the, the, you lose billions of dollars right. by doing this. You build all these stadiums that you use once and never again. Right. They're, uh, it, it routinely bankrupts the cities that, that put them in, right? Routinely, or, yes. And creates Almost like always. whole areas where no one goes because it was all just empty stadiums right. and concrete. Like Potemkin <laughs> stadiums. Yes. Well, because they don't have another use for it. That's the issue. There's another Olympics. And um, now compounding that problem is this idea that no one watches the Olympics anymore. Right. Is anyone? I mean, like. Well, the, white women watch the Olympics. Let's get that out of the way. Let's stick, sticking to numbers, <laughs> it's record low. Yeah. Every single Olympics is like like the lowest ever was 2018 Winter Olympics. Hmm. And this so far, we're 40% lower than the lowest ever. Really? How are the In Summer Olympics doing? I don't think they did very well. Okay. The, 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 the um, Japan ones. Well, they have to stop right. having them in places that aren't on our time zone. It really affects our... Well, that's yeah. who's left out in the West. No, no, no. That's yeah. another big caveat. All these numbers are America only. Yeah. The, the Olympics could be gigantic in Botswana right now. They should right? have it on you our know? time zone, so but I don't care what time it is there. To finish, um, America matters more than everybody else because right. we're the, the, the economy... I would say like America and China are the countries that are spending the most... I'm sure like the paying the Olympic committee... It's It's like... How, how many billions for NBC to get the rights to even show the Olympics? Right. Yeah. They have, they're paying the IOC for all this, right? The International so. Olympic Committee. So, yeah. so, and they're great stewards of money. You IOC. could have every single person <laughs> in, um, in like Botswana watching the Olympics, but like, who cares? What's the, what's the TV rights to, mm. to show it there? So the question is, is this, and then if no one's watching, then it's not really like a marketing thing for your country. Cause that's one argument, right? That it's yep. marketing. China's <laughs> saying that, um, it's still good for them. They love having the Olympics for number one is they use it to like employ people mm -hmm. to build. They build a million trains when it's coming up Fast and trains. all this stuff. Fast trains. Oh, and then, the, and then they also say that, so it's good employment. It's um, frankly like Xi Jinping's using it to show the world like, hey, look at me. We're look what I can do, mm -hmm. you know, and uh, and then they and then bizarrely, this is from the New York Times, China saying that it's winter sports are not popular in China so that this is a way to show Chinese people what winter sports are available to then build consumer spending to go <laughs> like, skiing. It's somewhere. a lot Maybe of money to buy spend skis get, and parkas. Yeah. Right. In but, the future. Isn't a so lot the, of it very flat China. Yeah. China is, uh, like, I looked at. Have you ever looked at a topo topographical Topo map yeah. of China? So on the west coast, the, not coast, on the western side of China, it's very like mountainous, Every, and then it like comes down yeah, all okay. the way to the east. Okay. The question is, what countries would it make sense for to try to have the Olympics right. in the future? I don't think America makes sense. In I, I I think this is a, a pool situation. Is it better to have a pool in your backyard or to have a neighbor with a pool? It's better to have a neighbor with a pool. So I think like <laughs> go to good. other countries, let them bankrupt themselves i also like i canada. I, uh, canada would be great canada why don't you bankrupt yourself doing this that sounds true i already did uh yeah that that's um, why the truckers are protesting now plus, plus like like it i i if you're if you're claiming that it's worth it for the the national ego boost and so on and so forth and there's psychic utility that's being derived okay i don't think the economics works out on this like like because I, I i know that the um, the, the Chinese plan involves, well, we're going to stimulate consumer economy by doing this. We're going to do lots of infrastructure spending. We're going to direct more economic activity to the northwestern part of, of China. I, I think those kind of Rube Goldberg schemes tend to fail and tend to be more inefficient in, in terms of resource allocation. You could argue that there's a multiplier effect from the infrastructure spending, but you can do that without the Olympics. There's nothing to stop you from just building roads whenever you want. Um, so, yeah, I, I'd say, uh, yeah, let's let's try and trick Canada into doing it. That sounds terrific. Then it'll be in the right time zone, right? Has Mexico done one? They've had the Summer Olympics, obviously. At the they, like, was it Mexico, or am I thinking the World Cup? You might be thinking World Cup. I don't yeah. know. I feel like with the altitude. They definitely had the World Cup because that's where the wave started. Do you know that like in, in the Europe, in Europe, they call it the Mexican, or no, that's the first where wave. Europeans first saw the wave. Like the, the, when audiences. Yeah, when audiences do the wave. The they, stupidest thing. Europeans in. all call it the Mexican wave. 
And we're well, like, oh, that's really like, what? That's and it started in America, but they first saw it at the World they Cup. They culturally Solution. appropriated it from us. Yeah, they did. Gosh. And now yeah. it's theirs. Mexico took it. Mexico's reaping our riches yet again. But do you know that originally the Olympics was not meant to be a nationalist thing? I don't mean like during ancient Greece, but I mean like when it got rebooted in 1854, it was going to be just individual participants going. Hmm. Yeah. Uh, and then it kind of became a like a sports version of team or of, of, of countries competing. Because that's they knew then that to go back to what I said earlier, white women would only want to watch. People are only interested in Olympics if it's their country's right. person. Right. Like they want to watch that whole story of the Mikhail of the skier. They right. want to hear the whole thing with our growing up. They're not interested if it's the same exact story. And she's from Mexico. Right. <laughs> like, yeah, I think you're so probably every, right. And every country has their own version of that. And, so. I, and I, I think it's probably healthy, too. Like, I think that, like, um, I think tribalism's inbuilt to the human experience. Yep. And the trick is to try and have it uh, excised from us in a benign or productive manner. Right. So if you're going to have sublimated warfare, which is what sports is at a national level, that's a good way to direct those healthy. instincts away from World War Three. Right. And into gymnast. What right. about this idea? Into 14-year-old girls. Yes, into 14-year-old girls who, who will be our proxy gladiators. Yeah, who will abuse against their The welcome. other issue with this Olympics now, with COVID, is you can't... Look, no one's been at the last two Olympics. Right. Yeah. Right, that's So they're not thing. even getting tourists to come see their country anymore. Right. So, you know, the like the uh, one thing they... They don't do this specifically with the Super Bowl, but they use it a lot of the time, is they'll say, like, okay, we'll do it in Miami... And then we'll do it in San Diego. And then we'll do it in Las Vegas. And then there's like four. Why don't we pick four countries around the world that are vacation destinations? And they rotate the right. Olympics. I mean, Turner must have looked at my notes because that's what I was going to say next. Oh, I was really? going to say, we got to do it the way the, the real world does it, the great TV show or the Super Bowl. It's like yeah. you pick the best spots, you build them up, you spend money on it once. And then every four and years, was, we every go four back. Years, the you go, stadiums are always yeah, there. Right. Yeah. So you can reuse the stadiums over and over. And it's a fun place to go. For Yeah, you go like Ibiza, right? Like for <laughs> the euros yeah and you pick one in each market right it's, so yeah. each continent because yeah. obviously we all know that if it's not on your time zone the last was it two at least have yeah. not no then you had sochi There's sochi it hasn't been in this time zone in a long time so it's like know. middle of the night for the u.s no no one cares or yeah. you have to watch the weird recaps that nbc does during prime time which are just these sort of like hand-picked things that yeah, you get like 10 American minutes stories and, and it it's something that happened 15 hours ago that you've right. already read on the internet right. the, the only people up yeah. are like cokeheads in like three in the morning who are up oh it's live look at something on tv yeah <laughs> i need to like, do more cocaine how, how, how often do they change the games of the olympics because that has all like painting used to be an olympic they keep sport. adding yeah. sports yeah. in the winter this year's really fun actually there's lots, there's lots of crazy ski jumping yeah, see, now okay, it's that, like a whole that, that i'm interested in yeah. i mean like 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 in the same way that people are going to have a nationalist bent people are kind of kind of want to see maybe that guy's going to get severely injured things That's that right. almost result in injury is going to be inherently interesting to people and i'd like say fire like, circus you could, you could also add right. some novelty to it and i don't remember what the event is but it's wonderful there's some like jokey version of the olympics where it's like just who can slide the furthest on a kitchen floor in their socks who can like like dive off a diving board while doing like a dolphin type thing? And I'm like, I would totally watch that as a sport. You can like imagine I, someone putting together something like a TikTok Olympics where everyone just does stupid crap yeah, at home and yeah, then you yeah. all emulate it. I think a lot of people would die. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Probably, uh, <laughs> they can do that I mean, at the Olympics, like the week slides. before, is like a like a get ready the fun for the Olympics. Olympics, the fun yeah. Olympics, yeah. The, not special, but yeah, but yes, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Why don't they pick? All right, because we've already found out that like um, authoritarian leaders of countries enjoy the Olympics because right. it's good for their ego. Right. 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 So why not play into that and let's sign up Brazil for like the next 30 years. They get it every other or whatever. Once every, I guess if you right. have a summer, winter, then you have, they can do you both. have one every two years. Yeah. Right. So you give them one every eight years, everybody you get, you pick four places and then you go like whatever, Spain, South of France, they get one every four years, maybe Canada. I've got a, I've got a really dumb question. Why does it all have to be at the same location? Right. I mean, like, like, because pe people that are doing skiing aren't doing triathlon. Because they well, stuff, the they? socializing normal they just years. Bang in the, the Olympic yeah, village, people like to bang it? in the Olympic Village. Yeah. Oh, no, yeah. oh no, 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 it has to be because if you ever go um, the opening the, ceremonies, I've been, yeah. I went to the Beijing, Beijing Olympics. Oh, you did? Oh, cool. It's unbelievably awesome. Okay. Yeah. Because you have everyone from the world on vacation in the same place at the same time. It's like a week or two weeks or however long you decide to stay. No one has anything to do except. Go see like, stuff during the day and then flood the bars and Yeah, party it's like a film night. festival, but it's, way better. For yeah. the world. For the world. It's yeah. awesome. It's great. Yeah. No, it should to definitely be. To put it in language, you might understand. It's like if the Edinburgh Fringe Festival were <laughs> all over the world or something uh, like that. You see right, how that would yeah. actually be. It wouldn't be as fun. Yeah. yeah it would be sort of like yeah. what we have yeah. now. Yeah. 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 Okay. Yeah. But he raised a good point because right now it's like it's almost like tax abatements and like bad parts of the world like cities. 
like Detroit will like give you big tax credits to build up the shitty area downtown. Mm-hmm. And then like 10 years later, it's still shitty, right? Yeah. So right. that's what's happening now. And I think you, you we should move on from well, that. I think I would. So we're saying Brazil. Yeah, go ahead. Yeah. I would hasten away from overcorrecting based on the last two, just because you're right that COVID has done weird stuff to all of this. And maybe we all would be more interested in the Olympics if more of us were going or we knew, uh, you know, there was more fanfare around it. And so I wouldn't necessarily change all our plans based on the two Bad so ones. you think COVID's going away? <laughs> I mean, the pandemic's been over for years. Let's just have it in Florida. Yeah. No, let, it's a yeah. hoax. So, yeah. Yeah. If what well, we're in America, would we have it if we had to have one? Like I Los Angeles, weird idea. Florida, Florida Miami. I have an idea. I've got an idea. Okay. This is a good idea. Right. So p- part of the problem is we're spending all these money building stadiums. We ought to have a one use stadium. Right. Like this company yeah. you're talking about, Turner. So we're going to form a new country. It's the permanent host. Also, it will be privately owned. Mm. <laughs> Basically, seasteading with a stadium. Olympics. It's just a country. It Olympia. It's just no, no, Olympia. We'll get an island tra- called Olympia. And it'll there. be a permanent new country that hosts all of the Olympic That's games. That's a great idea. Yeah, I think it'd That's be fun. Great. Or we could a ask super, like, an island of super you, fit people. Only. Where would you put it? Uh, Israel or Palestine? <laughs> <laughs> I, you know, I've said for a long time, I think the problem in Israel is there's not enough ethnic groups. Yeah. yeah. So, uh, yeah, I would, I, would, I would put it, I'd put it in between. The West Bank. We should be an island between. We will make it the wall. The wall itself will yes. be four miles. Yeah. Right. It'll just be right. the Olympic Olympics. village. Yeah. I like it. Olympia. All right, so it's either, final conclusion, either it's a new country uh-huh. or it's four places. It's, or, as long as it's not New York City, because they were going to do that once. And it's, no, nice the idea. Olympic Village is actually where I live right now, the plate where Mike Bloomberg was planning to put the housing. Oh, and wow. everyone said, that's crazy. That became long. Uh, you I, Hold on. Now I'm thinking <laughs> if we did the new country, though. That would be the fittest country on earth, and America would slide down one more peg. So I don't know. That well, who would live really there between? Only Olympians. You wouldn't can be a live there. Or they would live there. Yeah, oh, when you when you retire, point. it'd still be you the, become like a groundskeeper. You get citizenship. <laughs> you get citizenship. You can live there forever. Oh, I love that. You, you Carl have, Lewis no, is like tending have, bar somewhere. You have to get a medal to get citizenship. You have to get you a medal. To be a you medal win your way into citizenship. Only I like the this. Top athletes get to run. This the is, oh my god! Now it's a survival of fittest. You have people from like war torn. If you're a refugee, you get to be a citizen. Beat up by an American who doesn't give a shit Wait, about the citizenship. I think this is just the Hunger Games. I well, think that's like, what we've done. You know when Cubans Man, would come over to play baseball? Real quick. Well, Cubans were so nice. You know, they would leave the team when they're playing baseball and they like on. Mm. Yeah, defect. Yeah, defect. This could be a new thing if you're on the team. And that, that, that's a whole new. All right. All right. I, I like right. this. Great idea, guys. I'm going to I'm going to talk about something that's way more important. I want to talk about the royal family. Okay. Oh, yes. All right. And I want to talk about <laughs> some news coming out about the royal family that Charles and Camilla are planning their coronation. Now, I don't believe that as of this recording, Queen Elizabeth has died, and I don't really know what the etiquette is around planning a coronation before somebody dies, but apparently she has signed off on Camilla getting like some very fancy queen-like, if not actual queen crown, queen okay. regent or queen something. Can we start backwards a little bit? Is we'll Camilla, is that Charles's wife? Yes. Yeah. Okay. Yes. <laughs> <Don't know. laughs> yes. Start with the basics. Of the, the I didn't watch. of Cornwall, right. I think. And she, I mean, I didn't know her story until I saw the historical documentary, The Crown, Okay. thanks should, to the pandemic. I should and, be watching that. Uh, I find that their story, you know, Camilla was very hated for a long time uh, because Everyone loved Diana, blah, blah, blah. But I think it's rather nice that Charles and Camilla have found each other. And I think I'm boring to death. All three of you. Wait, that's right. He was already married. That's right. But that was always the one he had a flame for, right? And then his uncle, the Lord Mountbatten, Mountbatten, like pushed him into marrying Diana because they needed the bloodline. She was good for ratings. They knew. White women really loved her. Right. But it turns out he always really liked her. Yeah. So I think it's actually a really happy story is that they, you know, they both, they have kids from separate people. They both married other people and then they came together. Together later in They're life. multi We're, multi-family family, just like us. Diana. They're just regular people. We could folks. blame them for Diana's death, but we don't need to go into that. Mm. One statute um, limitations. Yeah. One, I I think she killed Diana. Okay. <laughs> and two, isn't she a redhead? No, I don't. Camilla? Believe, I, think, I believe yeah. she's I a blonde. Think so. Who's I don't, the redhead? Blonde. You're thinking of Fergie. Fergie. Who's that? I am she's thinking of the <laughs> Dutch. Is she from Prince, the Black Eyed Peas? Prince no. Andrew's <laughs> former wife, I believe. Prince, Prince Andrew. Andrew. Yeah. Wait, what about his coronation? Yeah. Is, <laughs> where is he on the coronation Man, like, chart? Get like well, a, how like far a down Ralph the kind of ref, thing? So How I far down is he? How many have to die? A lot of people. I will say have to die. That the news today, the news today that came out about Charles and Camilla happened to coincidentally come out with the same at the same time as a news alert about Prince Andrew settling this lawsuit as well. And so imagine- The lawsuit means he's innocent. <laughs> yeah, yes, yeah. So it's almost as though the royal family is trying to distract by mm, putting out uh, other news. So I don't know. You know what I mean? Wait, like, Epstein Island could be the Olympic Island. 
<laughs> it's, it's empty now, right? Nice. Well, St. James. A, yes. What, really what, good idea. what one thing could redeem the Hunger Games we decided earlier? Let's put it on a sex perverts billionaire's island. I'm sure it was a place. I'm sure it had great facilities. I'm yeah. sure he... Everyone had a stage shape there. Yeah, great, great, great. Toss some money to like anti-youth trafficking. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll bring other trouble to youth to be trained. Cut the yeah. ribbon on the first yeah. one up in here before. There we go. And they should give immediate citizenship to anyone who's been there before, like Chelsea Handler and Bill Clinton. <laughs> Dershowitz. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, Dershowitz. Yeah. Forced citizenship. Alan you lose Dershowitz. your U.S. passport. <laughs> well, so so back, back yeah. to the royal family. <laughs> right. Is the is the kind of the onus of the topic um, that. We are just, we're happy for Charles and Camilla well, so, or? So part of the honest of the topic is that I'm uh, decided that I'm happy for Charles and Camilla. Okay. But I also wanted to hear what you all think about having a royal family, in particular Heaton, having mm. lived over there. I feel like you must have views on this. I, I he do. is Scottish, right? Uh, I'm, I'm, I am ethnically just a jar of mayonnaise. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm a storm. I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm English, Scottish, German, and then a, a bunch of little tiny bits. Because um, there's like, like mayonnaise with black pepper. Yes, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like, yeah. I was telling you, there's a show that my wife is just binging on Netflix about someone who pretends to be a German heiress and uh -huh. cons everybody. Oh, you could totally, yeah. That. Oh, yeah. I you could, could totally con everybody yeah. and pretend to be like a Scottish. No, no, heir. I, could, well, I, could, you, I can do the voice. You could do too. it. It yeah. might be happening. <laughs> um, <laughs> it might be it. If this is what I'm trying to con people into, of like yeah. I am we a level comedian and podcast host, <laughs> that's the wool I'm pulling. I need to set my my targets higher. So I I am. Very pro ceremonial monarchy. So okay. to, to to make a clarification, and uh, people that are, are longtime listeners in my show have heard the stump speech here before. I apologize, but I'm going to do it again. Uh, I am not for monarchy in the sense of hereditary despots. I'm mm. very much opposed to that in in the sense of the monarchs that we once fought against in the British and in, in the Revolutionary War, and and in Europe during the revolutions, and right now in the Middle East as we are. Uh, allies with Saudi Arabia, which is a hereditary despotism of feudalism and theocracy. Horrible stuff. Don't like that. Ceremonial monarchs, I think, are a great idea because my thing is, I think we're always going to have some kind of reverent alpha chief worship that right. seems to be innate to the human condition. And Americans have found a way, JFK, Obama, we have, And it's Kardashian. really bad. I think reality it's really, shows, really bad. Yeah. So, so like, the like, ultimate reality show. What, 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 what we did, one, one of the most brilliant things America did is a gift to the world is separating church and state. That We were the first country to institute that that I'm aware of, maybe Geneva or something, but like we did that writ large, brilliant. Separating church and state, brilliant. What Britain stumbled into, they didn't plan this, but what they stumbled into was separating power from reverence. Mm. The queen reigns, the prime minister rules, the prime minister governs, right? And if you go over there, people will relentlessly make fun of the prime minister, which right. I think is very healthy. I think that you should view public servants as servants. I don't think you should view them as the father of the nation or uh, the high priest or the chief or anything like that. They're just, they're the top bureaucrat and you should kick them around and scrutinize them. And they do that over there, even if they're in the same party. No one ever likes the prime minister. No one ever worships the prime minister. They really like the queen, but she can't send anybody off to die. Right. So I would, I would love to have, like I was for years, I was a proponent of making Betty White queen of America. That's fine. <laughs> Uh, yeah. And put put her on the stand. Well, it's, like, it's like a state sponsored reality show. Here's basically. my question: Is and I'm wondering what what all of you think of it. Is why I don't know why I care about the British royal family. I find them to be a curious. Kevin knows why you care. Curious, <laughs> <laughs> like curious. I follow them. I saw that it trending on Twitter. I immediately clicked on all the things. I read about how they're going to put Kate and William and their kids on the on the patio or whatever balcony that they're on. And I was like, that's great for them. Like, and I was like, why do I care about this? And I agree with you about the ceremonial part. And I can see why having that reverence would be nice. But I also feel like if we were doing it in the US and channeling a bunch of money, channeling a bunch of money to Betty White or to anyone, I'd be super mad. Hmm. So it's sort of like the Canada hosting the Olympics where sure. I'm glad they exist because it's fun for me to observe. But if my tax dollars were going, I'm getting so conservative. My tax yeah. dollars were going yeah, yeah. to support them. I'd be super mad. And you're Whoa. still into it. Did you hear from Meghan Markle that they might be racist the royal family yeah. That. yeah that's the worst part yeah i didn't know that the royal family could be racist Can you imagine? this is, this the is royal family of the UK. i'm just gonna get straight well, up tory now that's bullshit here's Ma a question Meghan Markle right. went on a uh for uh dr andrea there we go uh what do you think of Meghan markle 
I think she seems fine. Hey. I did have some conversations <laughs> hey, with some wealthy Grifter. white British people when I was on my mystery rich island and that was not the Epstein no, Island. Yes, yeah. You were looking at other yeah, islands for yeah. pups. Where they things. were like, wow, no one in England likes her. And I don't know if that's because maybe there is something to all the stories that say that she's kind of a jerk or if that's mm. just a sign of further racism. So well, I feel I don't have enough information. Oh, I, I, would, I would like oh, to go on my oh. Tory street now. Go uh, on Because it. I, be, I become a Tory the moment I But I, I will say, foot. I feel like a, the classic story of a wife. <laughs> Stand down. <laughs> and and uh, uh, getting married and then pulling the husband out of the family like that kind of rubs me like that raises some alarm bells even though the family is obviously just add something here I'm gonna mind. get canceled go ahead um no you're not you're on the side of the canceling people that's right yeah yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, the problem with her and her husband is that um Megan and Megan and Harry, Harry. the hostage yeah Prince Harry no 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 Ooh, I think they're you. both equally uh detestable agreed only because maybe not detestable. That could be wrong. I, I think that they're uh, they're useless. They haven't yeah. done anything. Yeah. What if they, she was on Suits? It was like a USA show and a commercial. Who even gets USA? Right. <laughs> I, I used to get it in Shanghai. I don't know if I get USA. So she, she's huge in China. She's done that. She's like show. a low level act, middle, middling actress. Uh, low level. Right? I wouldn't call yeah. it mid level. Yeah. And and he's nothing. He's right. born into the right family. And they got, um, was right. it $30 million Netflix from deal. Spotify? Right. Netflix deal, too. Yeah, Spotify Netflix will not pay comedians for the jokes they write yeah. currently, but they will pay them $30 million to uh, produce, and I have ex- I have quotation marks, uh, if you're listening right yeah. now, produce podcasts. Whoa. We Maybe are can, all producing Why can they produce us? Right well, and you want to know. <laughs> and wait, last thing yep. is that we all know, and everyone on earth knows by this point, podcasting is not based off of if you're a celebrity or not. Yeah, it's The talent. biggest podcaster in the world is Joe Rogan. He was just some guy on a 90s sitcom. Mm-hmm. He wasn't even the lead. He was like the sixth person, but he's interesting is what podcasts are based on. Right. So anyway, if they're great people, they should take that $30 million and redistribute it to all these comedians. Uh, but, but they can't. You can't. They, they, they've been cut off by the royal family. This was, this was a big it's source like of contention. throw up they, in my they, mouth. They were, Are they totally they, cut they, off, though? They don't have any... They, they, this is what they they're did. Trust cut funds. off. They, they're adults. They, they, we're all cut off. They, yeah, exactly. Every adult. My parents they, cut me off. Cameron, they, they made <laughs> an, they made an I've got podiatry at her. They, they made an announcement <laughs> that they were not going to be doing their royal duties anymore. Right. They, were, they were withdrawing from the family. Then three months later, went on Oprah to talk about how the royal family cut their allowance off. And the racist, and, which is the biggest shocker and, of all. The, and that other thing, too, uh, the, the racist thing, she's like, well, like, you know, my son, they're not calling him prince because he's black. And it's like, no, because he's not a prince in the line of succession. It's the same for Saint, or for uh, Prince Andrew. So I think right. you fucking looked into this. There's no way you married a prince and didn't look into this or not. You're absolutely lying Wait, and trying to drum up support. Wait, I have a different point of view. Well, she might be lying. She also might be the dumbest person on earth to not know going in that the royal family Possible. was raised. She's never watched idiot. Jeopardy. She doesn't know all the different. Like, I never know. You do you know the answers to like Edward the Fifth and all these different people, yeah. all these numbers? I don't know any. I don't know how well, people she keep track of that. Say something once where she was like, "I didn't really do much research going into this." Yeah, and it's like that's, you could. One I Google don't buy that. I, I don't, don't think on. anybody that grows up in America or Canada who marries a prince doesn't do a little bit of Wikipedia reading. Right, I'm fairly this, confident. You always look into the person you're marrying's family. Yeah. Tree, also, right? Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. It all seems rather. Everyone fun. hires a private investigator. Yeah. It- Right? I, yeah. if, if I were marrying uh, a to. princess, I think at some point I'd be like, by the way, is my kid going to be a prince? I would ask an yeah, attorney yeah. or something. I wouldn't go, well, if you don't make him a prince, I'll call you. You don't just racist. assume right. your kid's going to be a All prince. Right. Yeah. Anyway, All right. final statement is good for them. Good for, uh, what's her name? Ginger? Camilla. Camilla. <laughs> so she's our next ruler. She'll be queen or she won't be queen? Well, there's a weird thing where if you're, if you're the queen, your husband doesn't become king. But if right. you're the king... Your yeah. your wife is sort of eligible for So is that reverse? Like I don't know that it's automatic, which is why it was. Is a that big women's deal, rights? The queen said it was like that's I'm not suffrage. Sure. That's, <laughs> that's what they marched for, right? So, so in America, Queen, queen Elizabeth did not. She she Prince married. Prince Philip was never. A king. She married Prince Philip, right. and she never made him king because right. she he he would have been ruler because he'd be her ruler. I think the yes. one thing uh, we're kind of glossing over on this story sure. and why my mom and all her friends hate Camilla oh is because. Uh, 
Because he didn't he have sex with her on the day of his wedding? Something like that. Whoa. Yeah. I don't know about the that. The day of his wedding to Diana? Yeah. Or his or her? Oh, okay. To Diana. <laughs> I didn't realize it was on the day. That's... According to Myrna Sparks, it was okay, the day. Okay, all right. On yeah. the day. We'll have to get and Myrna on he the was show. Just, and also, she like, could be our correspondent. cheating on his wife through the entire right. thing. Right. Yeah. And he cut Diana's breaks. Well, she even had to <laughs> 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 cut her breaks. <laughs> Jesus Christ. And and it turns Literally. out his family's a racist. Right. That's the worst sin of all. So on that that note my story today has to do with race but Here it doesn't it doesn't have to do with the royal family it has to do mm -hmm. with Whoopi goldberg have you all oh. been following this so for, yes. for, for, favorite my Jew. favorite jewish comedian for, for, for your favorite jewish comedian. so goldberg. for anybody that, that's unfamiliar Jewish. with this to, to give you yeah. a, <laughs> i was like who's saying it in, in, in a, an abbreviated oh, uh version of the story is she went on colbert and went on the view and sort of uh be, began this process and then made it worse by claiming that the holocaust was not about race yes and hot the, take the, the reason <laughs> The, the hottest. That the, is so hot. The reason that she was claiming that the Holocaust was not about race was, in Whoopi Goldberg's mind, uh, white people are a race. Jews are white. They are. So it's white on white crime. Therefore, yes. couldn't be racism. It has to be ideological. And finally, if, somebody said it. Finally. If, if, you, if you listen to her, it's like I, I do actually feel a, 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 some sympathy for if, if you're talking for a living all the time, you're going to put. Oh, your yeah. Foot She's a blowhard. She's a blowhard. She's yeah. just yeah. not a bright blowhard. That's uh, and and I, I think what she was she was basically saying, everybody, people were being horrible to other people. So there, there, it's not as if she was saying she was a Holocaust denier. But nonetheless, it angered a lot of people because she was claiming that the Holocaust was not primarily about race, whereas most people would say Hitler, pretty straight up bigot. I'm yeah, pretty sure had, the words Aryan race are. Yeah, and they had the Nuremberg here. law, the rules of right. uh, you know each the race laws basically. Yeah. Right? Was, so what, first thing he did. Whoopi Goldberg saying Hitler was not a racist was not on my bingo card. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know that she. I don't know that she said Hitler wasn't a race, racist. She just said that the Holocaust wasn't man, about race. Really. She, got, she said he was evil, not racist. But she said there's good she, people on both she, sides. No. What? Uh, she said it was about evil and hate. It she said it was about man's hatred for other man. That's what she said. Yeah, as if like it was two different people. Kaplan, I feel like you need to explain this to Jew? the rest of us. Yeah, speak on behalf of all Jews because is, I thought Judaism. <laughs> I'm going to keep talking. Was an ethnicity, and that was the whole. It's a confusing thing right. because Explains yeah, it's on what country club you go to. Well, it's like if you, if you if I convert to Christianity, okay. Now I'm still considered Jewish, though, uh -huh. by the people who, yeah, you know, nice like, by Hitler, you know what I mean? Like, nice <laughs> try, <Hitler>. exactly. <laughs> so the story of it is an ethnic group and a religion the and a culture. The new rule is, would Hitler consider you Jewish? <laughs> I mean, you know, in most things, I guess you don't go with the worst person's interpretation of the laws, but I think in this case, you have to go with the worst person's interpretation. Because he was hunting and killing. Because he was right, literally, right. he said that Jews were an inferior race and that they should be wiped off the face of the earth. I mean, again, he's... I, so, I, I took a 23andMe test a couple of years ago. My, yeah. my dad you, and I are both part Ashkenazi Jew. Oh, welcome. Uh, thank thank <laughs> you. I, I would, I Give would, me the secret handshake. True, no. I, 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 truly, I would love to claim it. Uh, but, but because mom's not Jewish under Jewish law, I'm not, All right? right. Uh, but, right. I, but I mentioned this to my friend Gene Epstein, and he, he just went, good enough for Hitler. Yeah, if you're one-eighth. <laughs> Thanks, Gene. If you're one-eighth Hitler, yeah, that, that, they would track you down if you're one-eighth. So I, I, I'm not one-eighth. I, I, I suppose I would still be able to skirt you through. You might be able to skirt through to the yeah. end. So one-sixteenth, they One-sixteenth, well, they would have eventually got I mean, to one-sixteenth. Yeah. Eventually, when they run out of everybody They were pragmatic. They had to start with a... The reason that Whoopi went on this this odd tangent is her and, and she is using a very American way of looking at race, yes, which right. is That's exactly. a, a kind of binary. There are white people and there are black people. This makes sense historically, given our history with with slavery in makes America. Sense. It makes sense. But yeah. let's remember race is bullshit it's well, we, not real there's no such thing as race it's right. just social it's a, a social construct a hundred percent wait we should also say because you're right it does make sense for america but we should also say that the holocaust didn't happen in america right no <laughs> so, so we need to explain it to the audience well, <laughs> he's an american holocaust sure. denier right well and, and this is this is story. And, and i, I think <laughs> that the, 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 the destruct so, so right. i see a good well, thing and a destructive a thing people. lurking in this worldview the destructive thing is it's never good to believe in any type of race essentialism the idea that there's something inherent to a race of people I think is incredibly destructive or the idea that uh, people have uh, that, that there's there's something truly like integrally mythical mm. about your race because again it is nonsense it's made just up. it's straight up yeah. made up I mean we're great with money but we don't we don't actually say that so <laughs> 
I but, mean, but, someone as smart as your yeah. people, surely. <laughs> you know, I would say like like uh, uh, Jews have a, a a very high education rate and yep. and, and tend to, to do well uh, financially compared to the rest of the population. That's cultural, right? It's not race. It is culture. Yes, it's, 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 you know, in, in the same yeah. way that like Swedish Americans have a different thing they're dealing with, but it's cultural. Mm -hmm. There's what are they dealing with? What are they dealing? They're, they they also <laughs> tend to do pretty well. But, oh. but again, it's not because they've got Swedish blood in them. It's right. because of whatever their habits are and those kind the of things. Swedish Americans. But the, 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 the part with. that I like about Whoopi Goldberg is this. I like, I found out, I didn't know this. Whoopi Goldberg has her stage name's Goldberg because yes. she just kind of announced, oh. well, my, my mom said I was, that we were part Jewish when I was a kid. I, I identify as a Jew, even though to my knowledge, she's not. I don't think it's even accurate. She just, yeah. She literally, I mean, she Elizabeth warned it yeah. where, where somebody went eh, somewhere in our family, I guess a Jew maybe. And I kind of okay. dig that though, because okay. I think, because <laughs> I think race is bullshit. <laughs> I, I like, <laughs> I like people. <laughs> we had, we had a Jewess at our family. Yeah. Uh, I, I, oh. I like I like doing that because I would like for people to kind of Rachel uh, Dolezal all this because it undermines right. that. Is she the one who pretended? She yeah, you got to explain these references. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Rachel Dolezal about six years ago had, had like just been living life as, as a, a black, black woman. woman had like tanned done her hair was a member of the uh, NAACP and she was like high up on the all these things leadership turns out that her name was like um, Amanda Dinkers or something right. and, and she, she was like a ginger and everything Feinberg. but I, but I kind of like that stuff though because again since races aren't real yeah. I, I like people that are delegitimizing the conceit of it and I think Whoopi Goldberg's actually doing that by apparently making it up can I say something about this race not being real part yeah, just we, to we clarify what we that? mean on this I think yeah. race is real so I think what we're talking about is what we've well, done as humans you, he, correct me if i'm wrong so so social hating something as a social construct gets everyone all wound up what it means is that we've taken a really wound up here a continuous variable and turned it into discrete so if we take people and we look at their skin color or the shape of their faces or whatever else there are some natural not natural some some maybe buckets that we could put someone in and say these people are mostly look black these people look asian these people look buckets. not buckets but okay uh these <laughs> people look Hitler. white but if you actually put everyone together it's a spectrum and there's no hard and fast line yeah, between, like, how is someone biracial or do we there, categorize there's, there's them as more black variation white? within a quote-unquote race than there are between and, them what, what, what there is there, there's let's say like 40 different phenotypical traits our culture went well, we're going to go with melanin yeah or, uh, uh, skin skin color right but you you could go we by could height, height you could yeah. go by by shape of the face you could go by eye there's all these different things we we did it mostly to to entrench there's a power no such thing as race in the same thing as there's no such thing inherent in like countries but we've sat down and drawn yes. the lines they're yes. human constructed this divisions okay, but we've all I, I now i get what you guys are talking yeah. about but you do agree that there's the races right are you saying that there are there's a classification yes. called races the, 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 there is a category we made up that yeah. classifies people yeah. But based on a clump of traits that we've drawn something right. around, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. So, but we, we but the world operates with the world. The, the world right. operates, and that we do way. those okay. with gender. We do those with all um, kinds of stuff. But, Generations, but yes. but, but right? Yeah, my, my, I would say my, my main point though is it's not like when, when you like if you take a twenty three and Me test. What the twenty three and Me test really said is that there are certain alleles that are. Uh, that that are more proliferate with certain groups of people and migratory things, and I inherited some of those levels. I'm not an actual percent Jewish in the same way that like. Uh, well, I got 100 percent Ashkenazi Jewish. I'm yeah, but, 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 very, but, but, but very exciting. But, but, but like truly, <laughs> genetically though, through that. Genetically though, we're 99.9. We're, we're, we're both 100 percent human. That's uh, true. But we guess. have certain alleles that are are correlated <laughs> with but migratory Whoopi patterns. But Whoopi wasn't doing this with all your thinking. No, no. I doubt she's it. She's just an idiot. Whoopi was just saying what color was their skin. Whoopi has a very like. Most people, it's like popular now to say, like, I don't see color, right? Right. Well, Whoopi's saying is, I only see color. Well, I yeah. think a lot of people, yes. I oh, think an American left, the only thing thing. that matters to me is yeah. what color but you But I are. think that you're stumbling up, like, uh, the people on the left, a lot of people now do just, like, everything becomes about color. Yeah, and that's right. her, it's very American centric, I think, too. Right. So, like, throughout history, You're people. talking about Israel? Oh, well, exactly. Well, but throughout history, people have hated other people, right? I like, disagree. they just. People not. <laughs> I mean, I you I mentioned this on Twitter yesterday on Valentine's Day in like the 1300s in France. They killed thousands of Jews one day because they blamed us for the plague. Saint Valentine. Saint Valentine. Saint Valentine hated us. That's why we, we don't like. Well, we did have it, but you know, you shouldn't have killed. It was Should one I not guy. have wished you a happy Valentine's Day? <laughs> yeah, I, I try to get out of giving my wife flowers, but yeah. I'd already it's it's, smart. It's, it's really yeah. smart. Yeah. So yeah. the point is, people have hated Jews forever. They've considered them a separate entity forever. Right. And there's other, other plenty of other races too that have been discriminate against whatever word you want to use so like but then we get killed to like, is a word anyway killed yes pogroms uh you know but then we get to this modern america where it's just everything's black and white mm. and then you they're like you can't 
Like, how would you see like Rwanda in that? Right. Or, or like, how and would you see like any or Israel too? Or yes. Like, like Barack Obama, who's like, mm-hmm. like Barack Obama's mom is a white woman from Kansas. Like, he's actually more percent white than black. Right. Mm. And and the blacks from Kenya. Like, yeah. he's not he's not descended. Amer- it's not American black. Yeah, exactly. Well, and I have a professor at Michigan who, who, when he was first elected, he was like, right, Obama is not black in the sense of like a member of the black community. Mm. And when like, <laughs> this take. was a black man who said, yeah, yeah, I'm yeah. not, okay. No, no. And Andrew he Jones very, Roy I'm says, not going to like pretend to, to, that's our clip. One of my friends, <laughs> that's the clip. but yeah, <laughs> Dr. Roy says Obama is not black. What, 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 I'll zoom in on my face. For what, that what, one of my friends at DC had a joke about that of going like, right. But like, like you're never going to have like a white guy out of a trailer park become president either. Like, you're not like, yeah. he's not really white. Cause he didn't go to a trailer party. Like you're never going to, yeah. Yeah. You're going to get trouble for that too. But, but yeah, and that's the whole thing. Like you, they see like Jews as like as as white people, basically like the power people. Well, and, so and, and do see, you consider this yourself is, white? Well, when we fill out these surveys, depends on what country club. Right? Right? <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Yeah. In exactly. Plenty club? of country club. <laughs> Friars club. It's a good thing. Plenty of country clubs are not. But yeah, whenever we fill out paperwork. There's never a spot for Jew. Right. So he's white. Yeah. Well, I always but click other, because, though. I like to click other to be difficult. Be, 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 because <laughs> it's, it's not nearly as fixed as Data people, people think other. it is. Like, mm. like the term white. This is a thing where white used to, in America, mean Anglo-Saxon and preferably Protestant. Exactly. We're like French, me. Germans, and English in here. But even Germans, maybe not. If right. like, There was a distinct between whether there's, there's not Italian. Germans, like Italians weren't there's white. There's high country oh, yeah. Germans. The high, there's swarthy people. <laughs> Italians weren't white. Yeah. If, you, if you go to England, the term black means different Hitler. than it does over here. At least it used to. Like, like black in, in England a few years ago been Indian as opposed to African. And uh, and yeah, like, like right. Jews were not considered white. And then then they became white. Same with Irish. I, Irish were not considered white. Again, because it's a bullshit term. It right. doesn't. It's not real well and in the u.s we also make the distinction like on the census and other things between race and ethnicity and apparently uh anya taylor joy i read this last night got in big trouble because she was described as a latina and she's like the blonde person from queen's gambit and it turns out she does have some latin origin Wait, but football. she's super white and you can be white Kaplan and latina and I because have it's been an railing against this loophole for years yeah all right he's like white um central americans south mexicans yeah. right but they are descendants of the Spanish. Yeah. Like our Argentinians are like straight up. Who came. They were conquerors. They conquered the the, the, the Mayans or the Incans. (laughs) They're us, but in the South. But then they come to America and then they're like, Latino. I'm speaking specifically of comedians. Yeah. I know white comedians from Central America who are like, oh, it's so hard being a person of color. I'm like, what color? (laughs) (laughs) You look as white as I do. Technically, Daniel Paravan. White is all the colors. Daniel (laughs) Paravan. I think the interesting inverse that's happening right now is that, like, a hundred years ago, you really wanted to be white because there was an entrenched racist power structure and you wanted to be in it. But now, culturally, particularly among more more left wing areas, uh, there is a hierarchy of victimhood. And your, yeah. your moral certitude and moral authority are derived from victimhood. So the more things you can stack on there, the more moral authority you it's have. It's got to be the case that I'm going to really get canceled now. Uh, it's got to be the case that people who are white passing but can claim some kind of POC status have like won in the 2020 race loophole. <laughs> right. The, the, the like, Venn like diagram is perfect to other, well, yeah. that's But what, you don't have to deal with all the crap walking around. Yeah, but ironically, in like 19, like 20 Germany, like the German Jews thought that that's exactly how they felt. That's why, uh, they, that's why they didn't leave. They thought themselves as German. Mm. They thought that this was like they were Germany was like America. They, I fought know, in World War One. I. I fought in the I'm war. I'm German. German. I'm Western. German. I'm not religious. Like yeah. the Nazis weren't religious. The right. same way, you know, they were like, I'm not like those Jews. Right. I'm not obviously, you know. Yeah. So right. then right, obviously, obviously they were wrong. All right, Daniel so. Perfect. You don't have it easy. <laughs> Cold take. Yeah. Cold, so Cold I'm going to learn from them. Yeah. And uh, last story. Yeah. Should we do it? So real quick, uh, we are at... Uh, two o'clock right now. Okay. Do you Should want to just, finish this? Do you we, leave? What do you want to do? We can go ahead. We yeah, just do a right. quick lightning round here. All right. No, do you want to? I gotta go. Do you want to say everyone? Well, everyone in Ukraine seems to be about to die, and that sucks. <laughs> so that's my hot take. Okay. <laughs> Good. We'll do All right. Job. Right. Bye, Andrea. Bye. Bye. <laughs> she is leaving. Well, you're right. We are in camp. Well, now we can really say what we think. Yeah. Now, that now let gone. it rip. This is where you find out if I ever listened to the last quarter of our. Chad, <laughs> <laughs> go ahead. Uh, well, no, as Andrew just mentioned, there's a, a little scuffle brewing in uh, Ukraine, as you might have heard. We've you, talked you, you about- mean West Russia? West Russia, exactly. <laughs> so we've talked about this on Lost in America twice uh, in the past uh, month or so about you know Russia invading Ukraine. Um, and, you know, our comedian experts, basically, they didn't seem that that, that worried about it. They seem like it's- They're pro- both based in Ukraine. They're both based They're in Ukraine. They're both based, based in, in Kiev. Um, it, it does seem like we're more worried than they are about them being attacked by Russia. Yeah. And then the other day when news broke that uh, we were America was getting all of our diplomats out 
and the stock market crashed and Russia was about to invade. Putin apparently released a, a tweet or something. Somebody said, then it seemed like, oh, maybe we, maybe we underestimate this. This is going to be like World War III is about to happen. Wait, but, whoa, I miss, what did Putin's tweet say? No, I was, Putin didn't tweet, but somebody tweeted that the Russian sources say that Putin has, um, has informed the military that they're going to invade. Okay. And then we confirmed that we believe the America State Department said that was going to happen. We started telling people to run for cover. The market crashed, oil went up. And then I thought, oh, maybe we undersold this in our podcast that maybe this is about to be World War III. But now it seems like today's latest news, it keeps going back and forth. It's, mm-hmm. uh, it, today's latest news seems like Russia's pulling back a little bit. There, there's been, um, so I don't know. What do we think is going to happen? Do we think, do we have any? I, I mean, well, I, I think there's a more interesting question here than what's going to happen. I think it's what do we think the U.S. should do right, but, if an attack does happen? Right. Should we? Because there's part of it's hard to keep up with where the liberals and where the conservatives side on this specific issue because it seems all over the place. And I think it definitely depends on who the president. Like with with Biden as our president, I think that the it seems like the the um, the mainline Democrats or like the more central Democrats want to go to yeah. want to protect yeah. Ukraine, right? And they also hate Russia because of the whole Trump stuff. And they hate and- Russia. Um, I think, but the far... But Biden has been historically hawkish as well. Yeah, but the far left Dem- Democrats, the AOC crowd, I would assume, I guess I haven't double-checked, doesn't I, want... If, they do not want war, no. If I could tweak this, I, I do not think that foreign policy is usefully understood as left versus right, because that's not where the, the breakdown is. Um, the, the, so, so it's just it's like, like foreign, first of all, foreign policy has had a very strong consensus in American politics since the Cold War. There's really not been any variation in foreign policy in a significant amount, right? It's just been a question of like, do we do we stay at the same speed or do we accelerate? Very rarely do we pull back, right? In terms of, well, we pulled back in Afghanistan. We pulled back ago. in Afghanistan. And we also in uh, we in in the 90s, late 90s, we did we did close some bases down. But for the most part, though, no one's really questioning the the American system and the idea that we should have a bunch of bases abroad and have alliances with NATO and with the Pacific equivalent and with Japan and with Taiwan all of the, no one's really questioning that Trump kind of did but he but even he wasn't pulling us out of that many things he said the, the stuff in, in the works for Afghanistan I, I would say in terms of foreign policy it's more helpful to look at it as um, interventionists and non isolationists versus interventionists yeah kinda, yeah, yeah. Um, and, and, and that does break down in a weird way because you'll have like AOC and Ron Paul. Yeah. Right. The libertarian is yeah. side and the. Um, right. Scott why I never went well, full libertarian. Me, 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 of that. Meanwhile, like John McCain and Hillary Clinton, same foreign policy. Yeah. Right? They, the they're not different in terms yeah. of foreign policy. And that is the weird wraparound where Bernie Sanders and Trump met up. Right. right? When yeah. they would say two sides of the same coin, yeah, yeah. it was that they were. Inter- but they and, also, and, and, they, and they were the same on trade. They were but also both protectionists. We, they also both make excuses for dictators. They have a lot of. So know. what do we think as a group? One by one, I guess. What if and if you if Russia does go into Ukraine, what should the U.S. do? Uh, well, so I'm I'm on the non-intervention side of things. I, I think that America has a incredible track record of uh, arming people that eventually attack us. Uh, and I, I on top of that, um, I think that uh, I, I don't really like the idea of our foreign policy just trying to be to put a noose around Russia. Um, I, I think that what we should be focusing on is trying to alleviate whatever we can through humanitarian means um, by taking refugees, by getting people in there. Maybe sanctions. Um, they they seem to work when we were doing them on Iran. Although normally I don't think they work. Um, I think usually sanctions just hurt the people in the country and they don't hurt the rulers. But if you target them so that you know you're hitting the bank accounts of the rulers, that might help. But but in general though, I I'm inclined to not get into that fight. Uh, I, I wish everybody in Ukraine luck, and and I am rooting for them. <laughs> But like, but, but I mean, sure, but like, let me ask should, you, what about the should, should, should America just step in every time a bad country helmets? pushes around another country? I think that's a really good way to stretch, stretch ourselves too thin, build an empire and end up putting our fingers in stuff we don't know a lot about. We shouldn't be doing so. But, I tend to be much more skeptical about intervening. About just, you, well, I just want to ask you, what do you think then of uh, like NATO as a concept? Because if you, the whole this is all about if Ukraine was in NATO or yeah. not, if they were in NATO, this wouldn't be a question. We would right. be defending. Them. We would be. Yeah. And they want to be. In, I mean, that's the whole reason why Putin's doing this, I believe. Uh, yes. Yeah. So uh, I, I am a big NATO fan. Yeah, uh, I, I think that um, the 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 genius of George H.W. Bush and people don't really Shout give him a lot of credit. Uh, George H.W. Bush did a, a, a wonderful job overseeing the, the implosion of the Soviet Union and the end of the Cold War. That could have gone really poorly yeah. uh, with a great power. Imagine if Trump was president. And it, and it, it didn't. <laughs> and like 
the, the two things that he did that I thought were very smart in terms of uh, administering that, that dissolution of the Soviet Union were, one, he kept NATO going because previously NATO had just been a bulwark against Russian aggression. And absent Russian aggression, what he basically did was, hey, we want to keep this together as a civilizational block. We think it's a good idea for the United States and for Europe to be on the same page militarily rather than Europe becoming a rival great power. That was a smart move. I'm glad that we're on the same page there. The second thing he did, which we've now backed away from, is that he called Yeltsin and he said, look, we understand the Soviet Union's imploding, but we also understand that Russia is a historic great power. We are not going to attempt to annex your historic satellites into our sphere of interest. We're, we're not going to try and go into the Baltic states. We're not going to go into Ukraine. And we did. We went into the Baltic states, uh, or we didn't go in. They were invited to join NATO under Clinton. After but, Bush, uh, yeah. yeah. After Bush, yeah. Uh, but he, he had held back on that. Uh, and um, I, I, I think that that was kind of a smart move. I think that having like kind of a buffer there, there's always going to be a lot of friction. And, and the, the truth of the matter is that's their backyard. And they have a lot of power to swing around. And, and it probably would be better for us not to have our bases right on the edge of Russia. Okay. I'm going to disagree. Okay. And reason being, uh, Putin's a menace and he's been doing it for a long time uh -huh. and he's just taking every couple of years he tests by like taking more and more and more and he's growing and growing and growing. He took what Crimea, Crimea. 2014, yeah. no one did anything right. He's essentially taken Belarus now by this like by propping up this brutal murderous dictator Lukashenko. Right, and his people are running the economy now. In apparently, Belarus, Belarus, he just yeah. went in and took over. He took over the state media. Um, he, he's doing it in uh, where were we were talking with recently. Well, uh, he went into Kazakhstan. Kazakhstan. Right? He's in, yeah. He's now supporting the essentially dictator of Kazakhstan, mm. and he's now has he's setting up puppet regimes all around Eastern Europe, which are. And they're only in power because he's in power. Mm -hmm. They're all evil. They're all killing people, their own people. They're all like dictators. They're all manipulating the media. They're essentially just pumping in state-run Russian media. Sure. And if he went down, they would all fall immediately because no, their people in their own countries don't want them there. They're only there because they, they have the whole Russian army behind them right. and Putin behind them. Yeah. So I think that if Putin falls, which I would love for it to happen... They would all fall immediately. And now Belarus, the people in Belarus would have a better life. The people in Kazakhstan would have a better life. It's like multiple countries would be able to now run them, whether it's um, democratically elected or however they figure it out. They could figure it out on their own without so the my, Russian my influence. My pushback on this is how is this Not to mention Ukraine. qualitatively different than Saddam Hussein? Saddam Hussein, not as big and powerful as Russia, but it seems to me that your, your moral objections to Putin and the power struggles he's doing in the region are, are the same as that of Saddam Hussein. Should we have gone in to ask Saddam Hussein? Well, when he, went, well, when he invaded Kuwait, I... I yeah, we went in the first time. Okay. I yeah. agreed with that. Fair, no, fair point. Yeah, we, and, so. and, and again, George H.W. Bush didn't invade Iraq. He, he, he got him out of right. Kuwait and then he went, we don't have an exit strategy. I mean, there's, a, there's a way to do this perhaps diplomatically... I just don't know if Biden's up to it. Are, are you? you all, I mean, the other are you willing to risk World War Three over Ukraine? I mean, yeah, because uh, I don't think Putin I don't really. Think World War Three is going to happen. I think Putin's a bully, and he's a, he's getting pushed right now. And there's even, I mean, it's like coming out as we speak, so we can't be responsible for knowing what the information is. Mm. But it seems like he's starting to back down. Now this could all right a week from now when you release this podcast, it could all change. Yeah, but it seems like now. That he's like, he know it's U.S. plus Europe against Russia. And there's no guarantee that China's going to jump in and help him at all. I, and else, I mean, I think it's tricky because we won't. We don't really want to send troops, per se, you know, American troops, I don't think. But sending lots of money and aid and if if a, a small force doing something to show that we're not. So you would like maybe fund the military or something like, like give him just a, a military block grant? I just think there's got to be a way to, I mean, maybe without going so boldly as saying they're part of NATO now, but mm -hmm. like some sort of protection, some sort of guarantee for Ukraine, because otherwise, yeah, they're just going to take, he's just going to do this he's eventually. Just keep going. And he's going to, this is like his third time, third or fourth time he's done it. And he's going to do like, I mean, the digital stuff, the, whatever you call it, a uh, warfare of like, obviously the election, but like he keeps doing things. He's like, a bad dude. No one's just oh, like meddling and Putin's all of that. Like he's going to probably do something, some sort of breach soon. Would, would I would you, assume. Are, are you just kind of in general? Are you guys in favor of if if there is another country pushing another country around, we should go in and be the guys to mop it up if we can do so? It's tricky because I know history says that's a bad idea. Yeah, I'm, I'm kind of I'm I, I I will like if there's an actual genocide going on and you can get a multinational coalition 
I would do that. But the idea that like we're going to go in and go, well, you know, Here's in, Indonesia's pushing around Java. We should go sort that out. But uh -huh. if England and other countries are involved, there's no A plus answer to that question. Because hmm. if we do nothing, then um, forget the idea that this country now takes over that country and A country takes over B country and neither one directly affects us. It all, I think when we left Afghanistan six months ago, we did it terribly, but forget yeah, all that. Yeah. Um, just the fact that us leaving it, it sounds great on paper. Get our people out. But then Putin now is more emboldened to go do crazy shit. Lukashenko is emboldened. Like all these little dictators, and Putin's not a little dictator, but there's a lot of them around the world. They now are not scared of America as much as they used to be because we just showed we and took you, a loss. And we can also do economic things like we've talked about. There's the pipeline going through Germany. Germany's getting their gas from Russia, the Nord Stream yeah. pipeline. And obviously, we could convince Germany to finally Pressure Germany to, to shut, off. shut it off. But also, we have more energy than Russia has. Like we don't use it because we're very environmentally friendly. But we and other countries that have energy can make to just start overloading. You know, we could do things to affect Russia. Could lose. Russia's also a poor if, country. They're poor and they need oil money. If they don't have oil money, they're nothing. The yeah, whole oligarchy yeah. goes apart. So yeah, if no, we just whole we start drilling. By the way, we're not Biden's not going to do that. But there are things we could do with our energy in America. Drill baby drill. Drill baby drill and say we'll give all those countries Russia's giving oil to. We'll but give you oil. I'm, this is why I'm in favor of fracking. Yeah, frack away because we, that it makes us rely less on yeah. foreign dictators. That's and, true. And has also been a boon to environmentalism, as I am quick to point out to people. Everybody, because so we, people think of energy sources as either being holy or sinful, which yeah. is a dumb way to look at yes. energy. Uh, and, and you look at like you look at fracking. Fr fracking is the reason that we surpassed the Kyoto Protocol back during the, the, the uh, weaning days of the Clinton administration. Al Gore was a big proponent of joining the Kyoto Protocol to get our emission standards down. We didn't. Everybody thought it was horrible. We surpassed them. We did it because of fracking, because fracking is way cleaner than coal. Yes. So, yeah, fracking. Fracking will say That's fracking for peace. Let's make sure fracking for peace. Fracking for peace. I think I can get us a Koch brothers grant right now <laughs> for that phrase. Frack, frack, I mean, AOC types won't agree, but maybe the right will. So who needs them? Uh, That's uh, it. Is that the show? I think I think that's it. That's We're here the show. Uh, thank you to the Friars Club for having us today. We got to do it straight here, live from the Friars Club. Live this from was the great. It was delightful to see you both and to see Andrea. It's great to see great you. Great to be in a club. Um, They'll have me as a member. What? It's great to be in any club that would have me as a member. Back to our <laughs> conversation earlier. Come see my show March 11th, everybody. The Friars Club. Listen to Lost in America podcast. Listen to Dr. Andrea Jones-Roy. Um, majoring in everything. Majoring in everything podcast. What, what do we call your listeners? Lost Americans. Lost Americans. Lost <laughs> Losers. Americans. Lost Americans. Lost Americans. Come, come check out the uh, political orphanage. We'd love to have you. <laughs> loser Americans. The <laughs> ones who don't subscribe the, to our Patreon you show know are the loser like, Americans. I, I, like, I like loose Americans. Loose, loose Americans. Americans sounds pretty good. There you go. Loose or, Americans. Check out Ian. All right. Thanks, gang. Get lost. Get lost.